time for the Tech Mobility Show with Ken Chester. Ken is a veteran journalist who doesn't always color between the lines. So, here he is, the host with the electrified personality, Ken Chester. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is the Tech Mobility Show, the program for mobility and technology news, information, and perspective. I'm Ken Chester. Welcome aboard. During this episode, a review of the impressive Genesis GV70 electrified luxury SUV for topic A, the one I didn't want to give back, would have committed a felony to keep it because it was that good. Toyota's 900-mile EV is the focus of topic B, and I did not stutter. I said 900 miles. Tune in and find out what I'm talking about. Finally, Honda embraces hydrogen as a point of conversation during topic C. And no, people, I'm not talking about fuel cell. I'm talking about burning the stuff. We'll talk about that in topic C. To add your voice to the conversation, be it to ask a question, share a comment, or even suggest a topic for a future program, call or text the Tech Mobility Hotline. That number, 872-222-9793. Or you can email the show, talk at techmobility.show. That's talk at techmobility.show. And yes, here's my plug for social media. Like everybody, we are all over the where. Uh, from Facebook to Twitter, from Instagram to TikTok. We've got podcasts. We've got a YouTube channel. we got all that stuff. And we'd love for you to check us out because we put a little bit extra in the TikTok and YouTube channels that you don't always see on the show. We actually produce short videos. And we'd love it so much if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel, if you would follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that would be awesome. Pretty much everywhere, it's the Tech Mobility Show, except Twitter, because it's special, it's Tech Mobility Pod. In either case, you can find us there, and we'd love to have you join us. Thank you so very much. From the Tech Mobility News Desk. Okay, get ready for this one. I told you this one was coming, and it should not surprise you. From Automotive News, fleet-focused Chevy Silverado EV, their new EV, which is going to be their work truck, the first one they produce, all-electric, half-ton Chevy, going to debut with a range of 400 and 50 miles. I want that to settle. GM said 400 in production now. They're looking at 450. 450. That exceeds their estimate by almost, well, over 10%. I told you that was going to happen. I told you that as automakers come to market with their vehicles, that I would expect the minimum mileage to increase. Right now, the top end for pretty much everybody, with the exception of Lucid, is about 300 miles. Some are a little under 300, but 300 seems to be where the, where the industry is settling right now. I told you that as these folks come to market, there's going to be a push in the 400 to 500 mile range. Ram has already said when their truck comes to market, their extended EV will be 500 miles. Now, the difference. 450 miles, this is not General Motors saying it. This has been independently verified by the EPA, which means the new 
Silverado EV pickup truck will be within 60, 70 miles range of the Lucid Air, which is 516, 520 miles EPA certified. This is 450 miles certified. The truck will start at $79,800, including shipping. That might sound expensive, but let's talk about this for a minute. First, it's a work truck. Number two, no diesel. Number three, no gasoline, no belts, no maintenance. A lot of that goes away. So yes, the pickup truck may be a little expensive. I'm guessing probably uh, comparative to a work truck they would buy under contract or bid, you're probably within ten dollars to $15,000 either side. So it's a little bit more. I'm unclear if the truck would qualify for the federal tax credits uh, if a corporation is buying it, but I would not be surprised if in some states it would qualify for something. So that would mitigate the cost somewhat. GM, like everybody else, is going to have different battery sizes, different prices, and uh, different ranges. That's their top end range. You can buy some that will go for less. Some will go as low as $42,000. Obviously, it won't have 450-mile range. It may 250 or 300-mile range. Why is range important for a work truck, for an EV work truck? Let me explain this. As anybody knows, gasoline, diesel, doesn't matter. Extreme heat, extreme cold, in fact, impacts an internal combustion engine vehicle. So does load. Heavy load will do that. So, if you start with a range that high, cold weather, load, hot weather won't necessarily mess you up. You still will have at least half the range no matter what. So, if you've got a straight guaranteed 200-250 mile range, even if you're hauling at full rating or towing at full rating, whatever it is for miles and miles and miles, and it's, it's designed to interact with a level three charger, which means it will be able to go from 10% to 80% charge. Get this now, 20 minutes. This is real people. I recently had an EV that did just that. Went from roughly 10%, to 80%, 20 minutes. Took another 20 to get the full 100. And I, and I waited, but if I needed to roll in 20 minutes, I could. And would have had most of the range of the vehicle at my disposal. And I'd have been fine. The fully loaded RST first version for retail buyers, of course, because the most expensive fancy version, scheduled to arrive this fall. And it's going to have 400 miles of range, but it's going to have a pretty high price that kind of rivals the Hummer by GMC, 106695 Now, before you say that all these trucks are going to be horrifically expensive, let me put you in check here for a minute. Tell you about what GM is really doing. GM is doing what every automaker has done for the last 100 years. New technology, new supply chain, new assembly plant, new equipment, much training, new ways of doing business. As a result, a lot of upfront cost. GM, long time ago, decided they would rather be a supplier to the industry. So they invested in the battery plants in the United States and all this other stuff in developing their skateboard rolling platform that they can sell to other EV wannabe makers and make money that way. 
GM is in this for the long haul and smartly position themselves as a supplier, meaning the more they build, the lower the unit costs, the quicker they make their overhead back, which means they can get competitive a lot quicker than anybody else who has to make the investment in two to three years. It means that GM, when they come out with the Equinox and that game changer, they're talking about a range at the bottom end for entry-level electric Equinox at 250 miles. What I expect to happen with all of these vehicles, even if you don't have the top end range, I believe that any vehicle starting this year being built from now on, you should be able to upgrade as they perfect algorithms, logarithms. They come up with better ways to manipulate existing battery chemistries. They'll be able to offer you an over-the-air update to up the range in the vehicle you're driving without you ever having to bring in the dealer and without you ever having to replace anything. Imagine that. So even if you bought an EV today with 300 mile range and you really wanted something for with 500 miles, I wouldn't give up ship. I wouldn't give up hope. The way the technology is going, I fully expect they will be making you an offer to upgrade the range on your vehicle within two to three model years after you buy it. Something that they didn't have the day they built yours, but something certainly that EVs will lend themselves to being completely electric. The benefit is that you will be able to get upgrades without having to replace the vehicle. So yeah, it may cost you $74,000 to get into the vehicle, but the chances are instead of having to replace that vehicle seven years from now, you'll be able to keep it 12 to 15 years, get all the updates for a fraction of what it would cost to replace it, and still trade in a vehicle that's every bit as relevant, particularly if you take care of it, than the new ones. Think about that for a minute. That's the whole paradigm shift that you have to consider. Electric vehicles have a whole different life cycle than what you're used to in the internal combustion engine vehicles. That if you take care of it, because there's so many fewer moving parts, less need for maintenance, the ability and availability of over-the-air updates and continuous improvement over time that you'll be able to partake of for a fee because ain't nothing free, you're going to end up being a winner, not a loser. Imagine what trucks are going to look like now because this outrange is forward by over 100 miles. And the Dodge is 50 miles more than this. The wars are on, people. Not just performance anymore, but range. Now made in America, it's the best electric EV that you've never heard of. This is the Tech Mobility Show. Welcome to AONMeetings.com your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to aonmeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's aonmeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. 
Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. Look at the TC3, you're looking at the engineering concepts of the future. The TC3 was the engineer's car from the beginning. If you want a car with advanced engineering, look into Plymouth TC3. Terrific gas mileage, lots of standard features, and proven front-wheel drive. But the thing that'll make you want it is the fun you have when you take it for a drive. Take immediate delivery on a Plymouth TC3. Prices start at $52.71. They lied to me. <laughs> that whole commercial is a lie. And why do I say that? I bought one of those. Smack brand new, 1980, off the showroom floor. Four-speed manual. Oh, my goodness. Engineering? An engineer's car? Fire the engineers. That's all I want to say. Although I did put 126,000 miles on it before I got rid of it. But that car had issues, and we're going to leave it at that. But yeah, I wanted to share that commercial because, yeah, what the commercial said didn't add up with the actual manufacturing. Oh, and one last thing. The engine, 1.7 liter four-cylinder provided by Volkswagen. Yeah, Volkswagen. Okay. The amazing Genesis GV70 electrified luxury SUV. To understand how impressive this vehicle came to market, you first will need to appreciate a bit of history about the brand itself. Currently, Genesis Motor is the luxury vehicle division of South Korea's Hyundai Motor Company. The brand started as Concept Genesis within Hyundai in 2003, and the first Genesis model was actually branded as a Hyundai when it was introduced in 2008 at the North American International Auto Show in Detroit. The company called the sedan, which would later become the Genesis G90, a progressive interpretation of the modern rear-wheel drive sports sedan. The body design took three years and the total cost of the program was $500 million over a development period of 23 months. The company conducted reliability testing that ran for 800,000 miles. Hyundai announced that the Genesis brand would become an independent marquee in November 2015, with the first model of the new organization, the G90, coming into the limelight in 2017. And this was just the beginning. That same year, the independent marquee introduced the GV80 concept at the New York International Auto Show. I want to tell you, I was there, and that vehicle debut broke the show. The New York International Auto Show in 2017 came to a complete full stop when that car, when that EV was introduced. I'm sorry, not EV, but when that SUV was introduced, it was beautiful. And it was nothing else like it at the time. And the motoring public had no idea of what was going to be coming next. The first Genesis luxury SUV, the GV80, was actually introduced in 2020. The smaller GV70 followed that same year. 
And then, without seemingly taking a pause, the smallest of the Genesis luxury SUVs and the brand's first pure electric, the GV60, came on the scene in 2021. And I share all this because, in spite of all this new product, most American motorists have never seen a Genesis SUV. Unfortunately, the best is yet to come. As of the end of March of this year, Genesis electric vehicles are only available for sale in 22 states, which brings us to the GV70 electrified, and this is topic A. Originally introduced in China in 2021, the GV70 electrified is built on the heritage of the GV70, inheriting the gasoline version's spacious interior and added outstanding performance and a host of new technologies designed exclusively for electric vehicles. Production of U.S.-bound GV70 electrified models has been manufactured at Hyundai's Montgomery, Alabama manufacturing facility since February of this year. And in a unique twist, the company has announced the addition of the best-selling gasoline-powered GV70 models to the mix at the plant, starting with the 2024 model year. For purposes of this review, I'm just talking about the GV70 electrified models. Available in advanced and prestige trim levels, the GV70 Electrified features two 60-kilowatt front and rear electric motors, one in each axle, powered by a 77.4-kilowatt-hour lithium-ion polymer battery pack. The electric motors generate a combined 429 horsepower and 516 foot-pounds of torque. A boost button on the steering wheel, and I love that thing, adds upwards of 54 additional horsepower for about 15 seconds. The GV70 Electrified is equipped with three drive modes, Eco, Sport, and Comfort, as well as, a as well as a custom mode called My, which allows the motors to adjust performance for the motors, steering response, and suspension attributes separately. The GV Electrified delivers 3.4 miles per kilowatt hour, which translates to a maximum range of approximately 266 miles. And I say approximately because using the air conditioners I did during my time with this vehicle last month will actually reduce the range about 15 miles overall, which considering how much I use the air conditioning wasn't bad at all. Cargo capacity is 56.5 cubic feet with rear seats folded. Towing capacity is 3,500 pounds, which is about the same as the gasoline powered Mazda CX-50 or Ford Maverick pickup truck. Here's what I liked about the vehicle. <laughs> In this case, it's what I love about this vehicle, which is just about everything. There's so much to share, but I will say this. You can easily pay thousands more, but you will be challenged to equal the enjoyment, comfort, and performance of the GV70 Electrified. The one major thing that I love about this vehicle actually has little to do with the vehicle or its performance itself, and it's this. Nowhere on the vehicle does it identify as an electric. This is an important distinction. Genesis took a great concept and used the electric propulsion system to make it better. You're going to want to buy this vehicle regardless of how it's powered, and the GV70 Electrified is one of the most enjoyable vehicles I have driven in a long time. It is perfect in almost, I mean almost, every way. From its tastefully sophisticated interior that boasts a driver-focused design with intuitive displays, controls, and switchgear, to its right-now response in any drive mode, including economy, by the way. Its one-pedal driving allows the driver to maximize the capture of available power, and once you drive anything else, you realize just how much energy the average internal combustion engine vehicle wastes in heat and kinetic energy. I never realized it until I made the difference. 
A variety of eco-friendly materials have been used to furnish the model with a beauty of white space interior design concept that only adds to the experience. Step in height is impressively low for battery electric, while the wide opening doors facilitate entry and exit to the opulent passenger cabin. <laughs> Ride quality is also surprisingly first rate. Here's what I didn't like about the vehicle, and as in real life, nobody's perfect, so goes the GV70 Electrified. The tires should be all weather, not all season. And the placement of the menu knob, and this is kind of important, for the infotainment system can easily be confused with the gear selection knob, which is below it. They're about the same size, and if you're not looking, you might fiddle with one when you meant to fiddle with the other. The cabin, the rear floor in the passenger compartment is not flat. And I'm wondering, like, why is that? Nooks, crannies, and other storage space is at a premium. There's no spare tire. There's no frunk, and there's no door-mounted button on the rear cargo hatch or key fob to open it. There's no retained accessory power. Finally, the rear windows do not go all the way down. Here's the bottom line. I've been driving vehicles for over 50 years, and while I have to find the, yet to find the right vehicle, the perfect vehicle, the GV70 Electrified does have a few things that I'm not thrilled about, but this one comes really close. And if you ever get the chance, take it for a ride and be sure to tell the dealer Ken sent you. The manufacturer suggested retail price for the 2023 Genesis GV70 Electrified Luxury SUV starts from $65,850 for the Advanced and $72,650 for the Prestige. Destination charges add $1,125. I loved this vehicle. Toyota gets serious about electric vehicles. You are listening to the Tech Mobility Show. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. Welcome to AONmeetings.com your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to aonmeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's aonmeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Tech Mobility Show, and this is Topic B. Toyota has been criticized as being late to embrace EVs, even though the automaker has been making the Prius, one of the first mass-marketed EV hybrids since the late 1990s. Toyota has been dabbling in a variety of alternative fuels and energy schemes, from hydrogen fuel cells for its Mirai sedan and heavy trucks, to solid-state lithium-ion battery packs, to name a few. Now, in typical Toyota fashion, the company's pulled back the veil to let the public know that it hasn't been as casual towards EVs as previously believed. Let me start with this. 900 miles. By the end of this decade, Toyota will be making EV batteries that will propel an EV over 900 miles between chargers. Right now, the best vehicle 
with the longest range right now today, EPA certified, is the Lucid Air at 516 miles. I have said this many times. I'm going to say it again. As EVs scale up, the cost of batteries were coming down, battery chemistry was going to change, and automakers were going to get serious about range and charge times. Toyota went all out. And in fact, if I didn't know better, and some of the things they were talking about in this recent automotive news article, uh, it seems that them and Tesla are kind of on the same track in terms of what they're looking at. So let me let me give you this. Toyota's readying, readying a slew of new batteries for a wave of next-generation electric vehicles and completely overhauling its vaunted production system for even more efficient manufacturing. Solid-state batteries for electric vehicles with ranges of 900 miles or more. Software operating systems that operate, that update automatically. Futuristic factories where cars drive themselves through final assembly and ultra-slick aerodynamics developed through rocket science. And these are just a few of the new technologies that Toyota is packing into its toolbox for the EVs of tomorrow. And when they see tomorrow, they mean between now and the end of the decade. People, that's in the next seven years. Not 15, not 10 seven or less. Some of these things will start as early as a little over two years, three years from now. Let me give you the highlights. Now, before I even do that, if it was anybody else, if it was Elon Musk saying this, we'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Toyota. Toyota does not make idle brags. Toyota does not overpromise normally. If they're saying this, they've got it and they've got the money to make it happen. Trust me. Let me give you Toyota's 2026 EV strategy. This is the uh, Reader's Digest version. Toyota's goal in EVs is to double battery range and half the required investment in order to leapfrog to the front of the pack. Here's how it plans to get there. First, next-generation EV arrives as 2026's Alexis. 1.7 million vehicles will be built on their next-generation EV platform in 2030. Next-generation lithium-ion battery from 2026, 2026, 600 miles of range. Bipolar lithium-ion iron phosphate batteries hidden in 2627 cost 40% less to make. Next phase, advanced bipolar lithium-ion battery uh, in the following series in 2027-2028 will give you 10% increase in range over that. Advanced solid-state batteries after that will give you 50% range boost over their next-gen lithium-ion just introduced two years prior. They plan to develop gigacasting technologies to radically simplify and accelerate vehicle production. We talked about self-propelled production in which cars drive through factories without fixed lines and cut development lead times to 20 months from the average of 30 months today. They said unabashedly we got that from the Chinese. Toyota doesn't make idle boast, people. If they're talking this kind of leapfrogging and battery technology in the same decade, we're not even talking five or six years between this. We're talking one to two years between major battery advancements, and that's today. As I said earlier in the program, we talked about how Chevy did 10% better than they even forecasted with the introduction of their Silverado EV. 
Imagine Toyota putting the might behind this and actually outperforming these numbers. They believe that they have the technology and the production system needed to deliver industry-leading EVs starting in less than three years. Less than three years. They also publicly stated their goal is to sell 3.5 million electric vehicles a year by 2030. 1.7 of those will be next generation or what Toyota is calling step three, which are electric vehicles that boast cutting edge breakthroughs. And they said this, we're determined to be the world leader in batteries. We're not, you know, it's not a hope. We're doing everything we can to make sure that happens. Their top battery guru and president of the Carbon Neutral Advanced Engineering Center outlined five new batteries that will debut by the end of the decade. And we just gave it a sample of those. This kicks off with a next generation lithium ion power pack that will double the range of the current power pack used in their current BZ4X electric crossover. Right now, that's got a range of about 300 miles. That new battery will double it. And oh, by the way, while it's doubling it, it will cost 20% less than the EV batteries Toyota makes now. Again, I told you, automakers, removing cost, improving performance, scaling for manufacturability, it's what they do. It's what they've been doing for over 100 years and nobody does it better than Toyota. The Toyota production system is mimicked around the world. It is the gold standard in most factories. And they're talking about making this happen. And oh yeah, they expect to go from a 10% charge to an 80% charge in less than 20 minutes compared to the current BZ4X's battery range of 382 miles in a 30-minute charging time. Yeah, Toyota's not playing. They went into detail here. The bipolar lithium iron phosphate battery, and we've talked about this chemistry before, will boost range by 20% and reduce cost, are you listening, by 40%. This is what automakers do, and they're very good at doing this. This is what they do. They engineer out cost, they engineer in performance, and they drive the cost, and, and they build in they build in simplicity and remove complexity because complexity is the enemy in automobile assembly. The simpler you can make it, the more consistent you can build it, the higher quality you can maintain, full stop. That is the formula over and over. And it doesn't matter if you're Toyota, Tesla, or General Motors. That's the formula. And that's what they do day in and day out. Job one, job two, job three. Make it better, make it faster, make it cost less, make it last longer, and make it, you know, be able to do that and replicate it over and over and over. After 2028, the next generation battery will deliver 50% more range than the next gen battery they introduced two years prior. Indicating a target driving range of 932 miles. When it comes to alternative fuels, Honda's hedging its bets. We are the Tech Mobility Show.
Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. Compressed natural gas, gasoline electric hybrids, pure electrics, and hydrogen fuel cells. It seems that over the years, the Honda Motor Company has had its hands in a lot of different technologies. Now, it's teaming up with several different players to get serious about hydrogen. This is topic C. Let me break this down for you. There is more than one way to use hydrogen in an automotive application. Up till now, you're probably familiar or most familiar with hydrogen used as an agent in an electric fuel cell to generate electricity using a chemical reaction that releases, you know, hydrogen hi, releases oxygen and water, you know, and uses hydrogen to make it happen. And certainly Honda's doing that. They recently announced a collaboration with Isuzu on fuel cell powered heavy duty truck development. They are set to collaborate Isuzu Motors Limited and Honda Motor Company on a groundbreaking project involving the development of fuel cell powered heavy duty trucks. They've signed a partnership agreement where Honda will design and supply the fuel cell for Isuzu's heavy duty truck. And the truck, currently its design phase, is expected to hit the market in 2027. Um, we've reported on another automaker who does not build heavy duty trucks, at least not directly. They do have a subsidiary that does but they're a part owner of it. But the fuel cell development they did was aimed at the, the class eight industry, just like this partnership, but providing the technology to be used in other trucks. That company, Toyota. So Honda and Isuzu are not doing anything new and they got company already because Toyota has been testing for years and we've reported on it. 
in the port of Los Angeles. They've been developing a hydro, you know, a fuel cell powered hydrogen fuel cell powered truck, and they're going commercial with it. We recently announced that. Now, in this piece, it says the new partnership represents a significant move towards greener transport solutions. And Isuzu and Honda believe that fuel cell technology, which uses hydrogen as a fuel source and produces zero CO2 emissions, can be instrumental in achieving carbon neutrality in the heavy truck sector. There's a lot of people trying to do that. They're not alone. Now, this alliance has been growing steadily since 2020 when they signed an agreement to conduct research, joint research on heavy-duty trucks utilizing fuel cell powertrains. Hmm, Toyota beat them by three years, by the way. The collaboration is focused on laying the groundwork for essential technologies. It includes ensuring the compatibility of fuel cells with heavy-duty trucks and advancing the development of vehicle control technologies. They're planning to test a prototype truck on public roads before the end of the fiscal year, which for them ends on March 31st of next year. Toyota's already been doing that for years. As a matter of fact, they're already going commercial with their heavy-duty fuel cell truck solution. Nice to know that they're going to have competition. I just wonder if it's too little too late. But that's not all that Honda's doing. Honda and Suzuki are joining forces with Suzuki, uh, Kawasaki and Yamaha to develop something else called a hydrogen combustion engine directed at mini cars, motorcycles, boats, drones, and more. What's the difference? In this application, which you don't hear a lot of, and automakers have been dabbling in it, they use hydrogen the way that you would use gasoline or diesel. The difference is hydrogen burns clean. There's no CO2 emission at all. And for most engines, internal combustion engines, it does not take a lot of modification to make it work. The bigger problem is infrastructure, number one, and storage, number two, because of the way that hydrogen has to be stored under pressure, under a lot of pressure, in order to, you know, have anything on board. And it causes a lot of drama in terms of having enough to where it makes sense. And then, you know, the safety features of it. And ironically, the people pushing this is Toyota. The Toyota-led push to plug hydrogen combustion as a path to carbon neutrality has been gaining backing from rivals such as Honda and Suzuki as a group of Japanese mini car and motorcycle makers launch a fresh nationwide effort to promote the technology. Can you imagine a motorcycle that doesn't burn gasoline? Right now, the big problem for that is the storage. How would you store it? And because it's stored under so much pressure, how would you make that work in a safe sort of way? That would be the big question. But in any case, they're all working together to develop hydrogen combustion engines for small mobility, a category they say covers mini vehicles, motorcycles, boats, construction equipment, and drones. The new effort recently announced injects fresh energy into a clean powertrain strategy championed by Toyota, which has largely been a lone voice in the wilderness on the technology. And the company's chairman has been positioning hydrogen combustion as one route to achieve carbon neutrality since 2021. Japan's biggest automaker has been developing hydrogen burning engines and deploying them where? In race cars. And they expect to, you know, 
it's it's one of these things. Again, like I said, like I said in the previous set, Toyota dabbled in a lot of different stuff. And when you have the kind of capital and wherewithal that that very conservative company has, you can afford to do that. And now all of that effort is paying off. Ironically, as early as three years ago, two years ago, I'm sorry, a Honda CEO had shrugged off the potential of hydrogen burning engines. He said Honda had studied the technology but didn't see it feasible for cars. But now Honda seems to be changing its tune. Yeah, because right now across the planet, cities, towns, and whole countries are turning their back on anything that emits greenhouse gases. And they're saying, if you sell an internal combustion engine that puts out CO2 like that, we're going to ban it. Some as early as 2030, some as early as 2035. This is driving a lot of these folks to take a second look at stuff that does not emit CO2. The benefit of hydrogen as a fuel is infrastructure and embedded cost. If you are currently have a large investment in building internal combustion engines, particularly for small applications, like I mentioned, then it would cost you millions, if not billions of dollars to develop a new infrastructure to support something like hydrogen or a fuel cell or something like that. Imagine if there was a third way. Imagine if you could use with light modification, not heavy, hydrogen in your existing infrastructure, in your existing products with a minimum of modification and still come out much cleaner than even a gasoline engine. At the least, at the worst, it would buy you some time. At the best, it puts you in a position to be competitive as people make the pivot from CO2 emitting vehicles to ones that don't. It puts you in a wonderful place for a fraction of the investment, particularly if you don't have the time or the capital or the engineering talent to get yourself there. It's a plan. They've the companies together have formed a new research association called uh, HYSE, which is H-Y-S-E, short for Hydrogen Small Mobility and Engine Technology. Toyota will serve as an adjunct member of the group, drawing on its research for use in larger vehicles. We have come to the end of our program. Be sure to join me again at the same time next week. This has been the Tech Mobility Show. The Tech Mobility Show is a copywritten production of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Welcome to AONMeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to AONMeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's AONMeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. 
Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. Follow us.